thank you all so much for joining us here for another episode of Real Life Homeschool Conversations with Ashley and Kay. Here we are. Hey, everyone. We're excited to be addressing just some issues to do with practical homeschooling life, the daily rhythms that affect our homes, and maybe some ideas for things that we can do to make it a little easier, a little smoother, to find some creative ways of making it all work because every family is different. And so everybody is going to have a different way of making it work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, because uh, we tried a couple of different things and it took some time to find what worked for our family. And um, and then, you know, as the kids got into different seasons of their life, we would have to tweak it. So I think that's, you know, one of the things we want to talk about, whether it's scheduling or, you know, just doing housework and chores and things like that, um, different seasons will look different and you can always adapt. So it's true. I have to remind myself uh, some mornings that this really is a job. You know, it's not just like a side thing or something that is a small thing. It's, it's so intricately woven into every part of our lives. And there's so many pieces that you have to fit together, Mm -hmm. you know, relationships and keeping the house going and making time for food and, you know, laundry, and then also school. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Everything on our plates that we managed to get done. And I, since I'm a homeschool graduate, I'm actually able to say, you know, it works. You can do it. Your kids are going to be okay. You're going to live through it. It's all right. (laughs) Um, But there are going to be times where you go, how am I going to do all of this? Yeah. And we all have that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I can tell you about like how we scheduled, you know, when I first began, um, there was a really popular chore system or, you know, home management system and worked great for some people, but it was scheduled out every 15 minutes. And that is just not my personality, but I tried it. I don't even know if it lasted a week. Like that is not me to be scheduled by the minute. Now get totally worse for some people, but what we found worked better was more of a routine than a schedule. Um, so we would start off our day with Bible and then when we do a read aloud, cause I always liked that sitting around on the couches, you know, and even my kids, even through high school, we did read alouds, you know, we would all be sitting in our chairs and such great conversations. So that was a really relaxed, good way to ease into our day. And then I tried to make sure math happened in the mornings because it wasn't my kid's favorite subject. And so the, the longer the day went on, the less motivation there was for any of us to make it happen. Because, you know, if it's, a, if it's a subject your kids don't don't like, it's probably not a subject that you're having a blast doing either. And so, you know, for both of us, or for all three of us, we would have to do it earlier. So we kind of had our routine of what we would do. And I would try to mix up, like, since I had boys when they were younger, a lot of times after a class, I would send them on the scooter down to the stop sign and back to get a little energy out. So we might have a read aloud, then math, then something else that they really enjoyed, like history. And that would, would really help just having a routine, but not being boxed in for me was essential because I would have always felt like I was behind. Mm. Yeah, it's so important to not let that take over because it starts taking over and then that mindset just eats away at the joy and the, you know, enjoyment of what you're doing. And so I know for all of us, we all have to push back 
that feeling of, wait, what did I actually accomplish? What did I do today? One of the things I talk about in my article in the autumn issue is the fact that I I have to write down things that we do. And it's not always homeschool related. Sometimes it's, you know, we went to the park, you know, we cleaned up together or, you know, just little, little moments that you feel like, oh, yes, Yes. that was a good one. You know, a a win, write those wins down. And it really helps you look back at your day or at your week and realize, you know, we, maybe we didn't do everything that I hoped we would, but we really did accomplish a lot of things. And we did it as a family and we did it through the ups and downs of, So my boys are three and six. And so there's right now, it's a lot of character building. It's a lot of talking through tough moments, some meltdowns, some, you know, sharing issues and not wanting to sit down and read together. And, you know, there's just so many different little things that I have to navigate. And the biggest thing for me I guess the biggest challenge for me in these days is to remain calm, which I don't always do, (laughs) but I try, I try to remain calm and walk us through those moments without getting upset that they exist. Because that's sometimes my first reaction is like, oh, seriously, another meltdown or another fight over (laughs) something, you know, and I have to realize like, these are three and six-year-old brothers who are feisty and they care a lot about how their day is going to go, right? And so it's letting go of some of those things that I thought it would look like Mm -hmm. and settling into what it really does look like and realizing that the time I'm investing in these settling squabbles and helping my three-year-old Jack break out of his bad mood because he tends to get angry over something and want to stay there. And so it's my job to kind of help him get back, right? And sometimes that involves discipline and sometimes it just involves a nice long hug and every time it might be different. So we're dealing with so much more than just trying to fit in school. Right. And I think that's because, you know, we, well, of course you were homeschooled, but I grew up with the mentality that there's school and there's life things. And as Todd put in his article, that was so good. It's like, yeah, life skills are real school because let's face it, like um, dealing with your emotions and the ability to control your anger, your frustration or whatever emotion that is, is a huge skill and it takes years to develop. And I dare say he'll use it more than algebra. So, you know, it's just one of those things we kind of have to like, oh, well, wait a second. What's the most important things. We obviously, we believe academics are incredibly important, but we believe the other things are important and maybe even more important. The character, like kind of person you're going to be is, is definitely more important than um, whether or not you finish the language arts sheet that you're doing that day. So yeah, I think that's the other thing to remember is when, when you like what, what you talked about putting down what you did accomplish to let your mind go there. What did I accomplish? Not just academically, but what did I accomplish when it comes to helping my kids build their character, you know, and it's okay to have days where nothing's accomplished, but you have walked one more step down that road. You've gone one more day and you get up the next day and you start over. Yeah. I'm so grateful 
for the mercies are new every morning, Mm -hmm. you can feel it when you're tired and your brain starts thinking about this and thinking about that. And well, you know, we didn't do blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I just realize all I need to do is stop my brain. Maybe I don't have the strength right then to turn it around and be positive, but I can at least stop and realize that I just need to go to bed. I need a (laughs) nice rest. (laughs) I need some sleep. And tomorrow it will feel different. Sometimes that's the encouragement right there, isn't it? Getting through the day, getting a good night's sleep and starting again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about schedules, but another big part is just all the things that have to happen around the house, the meals, which that's another article I think you guys will really enjoy in this edition is a permission to not meal plan, but to learn just to, you know, in the moment, the sisters from Trim Healthy Mom are going to share something called the high five plan. And I was like, this is revolutionary for me because I wasn't the prep person, the one who got everything done. You know, there's house cleaning, there's all these other things that happen in life. And yes, you know, we have articles about training your kids to help with it and all of those things. But, you know, as the mom, there were things that I wanted to do for our home, you know, I, but I just didn't feel like there was time sometimes. And I had to learn to be okay with messy. <laughs> like it, it just gets messy. Learning is messy. Having your kids home 24 hours a day is messy. You know, I like sometimes I would remind myself, well, maybe they can keep their house clean because everybody's gone part of the day, you know? (laughs) So to just get a little bit okay with, yeah, we live here. Oh my goodness. That reminds me of yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, Lincoln loves to take boxes. If we get, you know, shipments like, oh, can I have the box? And so he'll take the box and he'll make something out of it with lots of tape tape. and lots of little shards of cardboard around. And I have to realize two things. One, the mess is important because I mean, for like a million reasons, he's using his brain. He's, he's being creative. He's coming up with something on his own to do. And for all of those reasons, but also I had to set aside, we had a little lesson planned and that really took a lot of time for him. He actually made this really cool uh, where you put a coin in and you try to navigate it to the other side. So it's like a little maze inside. It wore him out afterwards because I had him do it on the back porch and he was a little, you know, he was hot and tired afterwards. And he's like, mom, I don't know if I can do, you know, whatever it was that we were going to do next. And I was like, you know, that's okay. You worked hard. You made something really cool and I'm proud of you. And we always try to really celebrate when they create something because that's worth celebrating. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I liked routine instead of schedule, because it allows for more flexibility in your day because schedule in my mind was checking boxes. Like I said, it works for some people and some people love that. But for me, Instead, I felt the pressure instead of allowing those moments that are truly educational. But on top of that, I think it really honors who our kids are individually. I think that's the way you start like motivating, like ignite those passions in them. You don't know what God is going to do with those interests that they have. So you've got to give them a chance to explore it. And that's part of the reason we homeschool was that we didn't want to have every hour filled up where kids couldn't just be kids and play and create. Exactly. And I that's such a good point. Lincoln actually will say of himself when people, you know, oh, 
what's your name? Oh, I'm Lincoln. I'm six and I'm a builder. <laughs> That's I what he said about himself. Yes. And I asked him, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to, you know, I'm going to be a builder, obviously. Awesome. <laughs> and so that's so true that these are the moments, not necessarily when we're getting all the things done school related, but the moments where they're really being themselves. And this could be a spark moment, mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're coming up with. For me, I would write stories and bring them to my parents. And because I had a learning disability, it didn't look pretty. Mm-hmm. at all. But they never said anything about that. They always said, oh, this is so creative. Wow, you're such a good writer. You know, they always encouraged that part of me. And I think that's truly the gift of homeschooling yeah. is that we get to see our kids develop the sparks and the things that they're going to grow into. And because they're at home, we don't have to tell them, no, you need to stop doing that and do this over here. Right. I mean, there, of course, will be times where we have to do those things that we don't always love or want to do, but we can encourage and really foster uh, the sparks that do come up. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have to have enough time to even notice those things. So I think it's real easy as homeschoolers, we can be looking at all the good things and start scheduling so many activities Um, But there's been a lot of research talking about the importance of having just time with nothing. Keep that in mind because, you know, you've got young kids. My kids have already graduated. It's something you have to be aware of your whole life because there is something for everyone. Every age, there are clubs, there are classes, there are things to do. And so I think that's one of the challenges when you're feeling overwhelmed with life beyond homeschool, it's probably because you've chosen to take on too many things, good things a lot of times, but an overwhelmed schedule is often just because we've, we've put too many good things in our schedules. It's true. And that's really why it goes back to listening to the Lord. Every season of our lives will be different. It will be filled with different challenges and it'll be filled with different needs. And the only way that we're going to be able to meet the right need at the right time is if we're listening to the Lord and asking him, okay, Lord, my hands are open. This is our schedule. Please give me your input. Give me your insight. He's so faithful to walk alongside us in this. And he has the best ideas. I mean, really. So... (laughs) I think making time for that, where you're spending time with the Lord, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. For me, first thing in the morning with young kids is really the best time. It's so quiet. (laughs) But for some, it can look however it looks because we're all different personalities. My husband, he is so creative at night Mm -hmm. when the kids have gone to bed and it's quiet that time Uh I have passed out. I tell you what, I can hardly keep my eyes open, but that is like his best moment. He listens to podcasts and he maybe does a little work and he maybe will spend time with the Lord and worship. And that's his best time to be creative. And so it looks different for everyone, but making that time regularly where we're not just filling in good things. Like you said, it looks good. It looks impressive. Mm -hmm. It looks like you think it should, but what do your kids really need right now? 
Right. And you know, what do you need as a mom? There's like the super mom mentality, like, well, but my kids love it and they, they want to do it. And so we need to do it. And it's like, well, sometimes, you know, we all give up things to help someone else achieve the things they want to do. But homeschooling is about a relationship and everyone needs some health in that relationship for it to be a good relationship. And so I think it's real important for moms not to overextend themselves trying to make everyone happy and uh, let them have what they want to do. It's okay for us to have to sacrifice some things. That's part of being a family. And I think that's like an important lesson that kids like, okay, you can't do that this season, but we can, we can see about next season doing that, you know, still trying to find those ways to help them do the things they want to do, but not feel like you have to do it all at once. Or um, to sacrifice your, you know, sanity in the process of it. Because, you know, we, we we just get grumpy when we're tired. And that's really <laughs> fun. I mean, maybe y'all don't. But I get really <laughs> grumpy if I'm tired. So, oh, or yeah. I'm just like, you know, I, I, want, I wanted to laugh with my kids a lot. Um, that was important. Well, I have to say the relationship that you and your husband have built with your kids is so beautiful. You all just have an atmosphere of fun around you when you're together because you you invested so much time in making sure that that was a priority and that was something you cared about, being able to enjoy them and then being able to enjoy you guys. And you're on the other side now where you can say, because you prioritize those things, you have a great relationship with your kids. That's amazing. And I think, you know, the the thing is, is we are never guaranteed anything. You can do those things, you can prioritize them, and there's not a guarantee of what it's going to look like in the future, but you can have peace knowing. I did my best to follow God, to, to follow his leading, to build those family relationships. So at least it gives you that measure of, um, and there's no, there's no perfection and no one's going to do it perfectly, but just to know that you did what you could like that alone and making a relationship's priority. I think it's a lot easier to let go when things don't turn out the way we want them to. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day where the mom was talking about, you know, her kids are all grown and what is something you regret? And she said, you know, I wish I had worried less about folding laundry and had been more concerned with getting on the floor and playing with my kids. And that was just a good reminder for me to, to let go of some of those things, to be, like you said, to be okay with the mess sometimes Mm -hmm. and to not be a Nazi about picking everything up every moment of the day, because again, grumpy mom, nobody wants a grumpy mom. Nobody needs that. (laughs) No, you know, and I think finally, we've talked about in the magazine and in our emails, that it's so great to have like a vision for what you want your homeschool to look like. But my vision, and I think your vision isn't really like, oh, I want my children to go to this college or have this career. It was more about what kind of people do we want to be? And not just my kids, but us as a family and as parents, that our vision for homeschool wasn't academic focused as much as people focused. Yes. And this whole year, we've been looking at kind of the different aspects of the home. You know, we started with the spring issue, cultivating the atmosphere of your home. And the second issue was creating playfulness Mm -hmm. and making that a priority. And this one is curating the rhythm And I think each one really 
is a, a good reminder that we're doing so much more than just school at home. We are building these lives into, you know, future adults and also the things that they're going to remember about what it was like to be at home with their family. Being a homeschool graduate, I can really testify that, yes, there are hard days and and my parents, you know, yelled at us sometimes and sometimes the mess got out of control and we had to like pedal backwards a bit and because someone was coming over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. But in the end, because my parents were faithful to put the right things in priority and to really put God first and to seek out what is his will for our family and for our life together here, then I can say that, you know, we really were a successful homeschool. I mean, it's, it's not successful because X, Y, and Z happen in the end. It's successful because you keep those relationships with your kids and you encourage them and who they're supposed to be and you enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I hope looking back, they'll laugh, have those memories. And I don't think those are ever centered or rarely centered around anything academic. They're usually the the messy project that went awry or for ours, we had this small co-op that we met pretty much the entire time we homeschooled with some families. One of those children are getting married. They're getting married this weekend. So, you know, it's been a crazy looking back at how all of these kids have grown up and now they're all getting married. And it was really cool. They would get, you were talking about your um, son getting boxes. Well, even as teenagers, they would rip apart boxes, get duct tape, create swords. There were several (laughs) boys in the group, especially, and they would create these great shields, like body length shields. And they would go outside and they would just beat one another. Like, <laughs> I, I'm surprised no one ended up with a concussion over the years. Those are the things that they still look back on and they remember. But like you said, they were being creative. They were doing something. And I think that allows them to be adults who are creative. It so does. All the little things that don't seem so important. Mm -hmm. They really are the things that are more important. And so that's why we do this, isn't it, Kay? That's why we produce this magazine together and have these real life conversations (laughs) because we want to remind everyone what really matters in the end. And to help us all take like a deep breath, it's going to be okay. And don't forget, this is what matters. Exactly. (laughs) Oh. I think that about wraps this one up. Thank you all for listening. We so appreciate it. And God bless you in your homeschool journey.